Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, so today we have a fantastic interview coming at you from Natalie P. She's one of our sponsors at dnalifecoaching.com, and she did fantastic on the first show. We had all kinds of comments come in and requests for her to come back, so I thought, uh, why not? <laughs> what are we waiting for? So we have her back on, and we're talking about finding your life's purpose. We have a fantastic pyramid that we're going to go over, and it's environment, behavior, skills, beliefs, and values identity, and then finally your life's purpose. This pyramid and show notes linked at exploringmindandbody.com forward slash finding your life purpose. And I'm sure you're going to enjoy the show. Natalie's a pleasure to have on. Uh, she's a supporter of Exploring Mind and Body. We always appreciate that. And all her services are listed at dnalifecoaching.com. So check her out there. I'm sure you're going to want to see what else she does. Uh, she's a speaker, an author, teaches Zumba, which is super cool. And uh, she does this life coaching, which is incredible. You're going to find all about all of it right here. So stay right there. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Natalie in the intro and in show number 148, Think Yourself Thin. So as you know, I like to jump into it. Natalie, welcome to the show. Good morning, Drew. Natalie P., I should call you. I like that way better. <laughs> How's it going today? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm excited to be back in the studio and to have you on again. We had lots of uh, good feedback and requests to have you back on, so here you are. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, it's our pleasure. So today we're talking about finding your life purpose. And um, we're gonna, we have a pyramid we're gonna go over. We have all kinds of fantastic tips that you sent me over that I'd love to get into. So why don't you tell us what this is all about? How, do we, how are we gonna go about finding our life purpose today? So um, we can visualize a pyramid with six levels. So there's kind of five areas of a person's self that lead to the life purpose. So at the bottom of the pyramid, you're, there's the environment, and then you go up to your behavior, that's what you do, and then your skills, and you move up to your beliefs, your values. Then you get into your real identity, and when you do all that in the right order, then you get to your life purpose at the very top. So, so some people get stuck sometimes in one of the layers, and then they can't move on because they get some problems in each of these areas, and that, that's what I do as a, as a life coach. I help them identify what the problem is and and move on to the next level so where does this structure come from why is this so significant in helping people find their life purpose so this pyramid was uh, invented by robert dilt so he's the one that created these we call them neurological levels in nlp which is neuro-linguistic programming um so we uh we work with that pyramid um to really be able to identify each layers and each level of a person's self. Okay. All right. Well, it sounds interesting. I'd, I'd love to talk about it. It's like I, I, I get into some of this myself with talking about environment and habits, and I think um, it's quite similar to uh, what I believe myself, and I, and I love personally love to find more information about this. So let's get into it. How can we um, address our environment and find out if we're having an issue in that uh, category? Okay. So the environment is the base of the pyramid. That's where where you live, where you work, 
um, it's your car, it's where you drive, it's your surroundings, it's all this stuff, it's all the material things, um, the people you interact with, your coworkers. Um, it's the base, but it's not who you are. It's your environment only. It's your materialistic world. So a lot of people identify themselves by the size of house that they live in, by the type of car that they drive or the electronic device that they use, the brand of clothes that they wear. But really, none of that stuff represents really who we are. It's just part of the environment. So this is more of our physical environment, what's surrounding us. Exactly. Okay, so how do you find out if this is something that's an issue in someone's life? So I had a client, for example, she, um, I coached her. She was in Saudi Arabia. We used Skype. Um, she had an environment problem. She wanted to move to a different country and le- relocate for, your, for her um, humanitarian work. So she thought at first that she needed to go back to school, work on her skills, uh, get a different kind of job. But then we turned into all layers of the pyramids. And then we found out that the only problem that she had was that she was at the wrong country, in the wrong country, at the wrong, in the, in the wrong environment. So her everyday life behaviors were great. She felt like she could be herself. She liked what she did, but she didn't like that city. She didn't like that country. So she just moved to a different city and, that, and then it helped her move on to the next level. Nice. So that was a, was that a difficult thing to do? That was a small adjustment to, you know, increase your quality of life in a significant manner? You got it. So it's a small adjustment because the lower you are in the pyramid, the easier is it to fix. Okay, nice. I like that. All right, let's get into behavior. So tell me about this and how this is uh, so, so significant in our pyramid here. So the behavior is what you do. So you can be a salesperson, your retiree, your hairstylist, your teacher, your radio show host, your trainer. Um, that includes the interaction with your family, your coworkers, your friends. Um, it's the actions that you do. Like you brush your teeth in the morning, you drive, you eat, you exercise, or you overeat or you don't exercise. Like these are some behaviors that we do as well. Um, this is the level where most diets and and activity plans are directed in, or, directed in order to help people um, to lose weight. Um, you know how people um, start exercising and then they start eating well, but it's just a behavior. If there's a problem in your mindset, which is much higher on the pyramid, that's not going to work. So if your problem is that you have a, a mindset of yourself of being fat or, or, or being overweight, then changing your behavior is not going to fix the problem, right? So after we figure out our behavior, then so a behavior is much like a habit before a ritual. Is that exactly. correct? Exactly. It, it could be a habit. Uh, habits are, are usually more into the values and beliefs because when you do something... Uh, without even thinking about it, it's more into a higher level of the pyramid. The behavior are, are really just actions, just uh, things that we do. Um, and, and that's why a lot of diets don't work because people change the behavior. They start eating better. They start exercising. But it's not in their mindset 
to be doing that all the time. They think that it's temporary and it's just an action that is happening right now. But they don't see it as an ongoing thing that they will do for the rest of their life as a way that they are. It's not their identity. It's just a behavior for them. Right. Until they see these new food in their diet to be the ones that will be there for the rest of their lives and that they're, they will not eat burgers and fries anymore because they're healthy. They're, that's not part of their diet. Then once they start believing that in a much higher level of the pyramid, that's when it will work for them. Okay, I like that because um, every once in a while I run into, I'm working with a client and they lose, you know, they lose a bunch of weight and and I don't specialize in weight loss at all. I work towards lifestyle, but I believe that's a losing weight, toning up as a byproduct of living a healthy lifestyle. But every once in a while I have a client that loses a, you know, a bunch of weight but it's difficult because they don't believe they're, they're not that person. They're, they're still that, they still feel like they're the same person that gain, that's 20 or 30 pounds heavier. So they struggle with their, uh, I don't know if you'd call them uh, behavior, but they, they struggle with their belief. Uh, yeah. With their beliefs to be that person that, that lives a healthier lifestyle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to get into skills. This is our next moving up on the tier. And just so our listeners out there know, if you want to check this pyramid out, we'll, uh, I'm going to list it on exploringmindandbody.com forward slash finding your life purpose. So check out the show notes and I'll put all these uh, tips along with the pyramid so you can actually see it on the website. Um, but let's get into skills, Natalie. So the skills and the capabilities, that's the third level of the pyramid. That's what you're good at. So everybody can brush their teeth, everybody drives, everybody um, goes to work. Those are actions, they're just behavior. But the next level are not only things that you do, but things that you do easily, things that you are good at. Um, it can be an innate capability that you were born with, or it can be a learned skill. Um, if, if people, some people think that you have to be born with something, and they say, oh, I'm not good at this. Well, why can't you become good at this then? What? Why? Who's making the call? Who's deciding that you're not good at this? Why can't you become good at this? A lot of people, um, and, and I was one of those, uh, it's a very funny example, but I had a Blackberry and I didn't want to change to an iPhone because I was used to my keyboard. And then somebody said, well, before your Blackberry, what were you using? And did you become good at your BlackBerry? I said, yeah, I did. Well, she's, and then she said, well, you'll become good at your iPhone. You know, <laughs> like, you'll, you'll, you, can, you can have a new good thing that you're good at, even if you have to learn it. So skills are not just in it. It's not just born with. Um, when you use your skills, um, you're using your talent. So that's what you're good at. You've heard the saying, choose a job that you love and then you'll never have to work a day in your life. So everybody's saying that. But this is exactly what it means here is when you do something that you are good at, more likely you like it because you're good at it. Um, And there's a lot of, of, of skills that give us confidence and strength and we even get better and better at this. Um, You know, the things that people tell you, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do this. Like, there's no way I could do this. Or um, you hear a song once and then you remember all the words of the song. Not everybody is able to do that. It's a skill. It's not just a behavior. 
Some people can sing, but some people can sing well, and they have beautiful voice, and they exert them, they practice them, and then they get better. So these are all the, the that's the, the third level of the pyramid, your capabilities and your skills. So does this have a lot to do with beliefs and values? Like, I'd imagine on some level you'd have to believe that you're good at this skill before you can get to the next level. And that's when, and that's when you get closer and closer to the top of the pyramid. It's, it's when your belief and your value go in line with your environment and in line with your behavior of what you do and that you're good at what you do and you're, you're not wasting your talent in a job that doesn't use your talent. A lot of people, uh, I think if we would ask all the audience here to do a show of hands of people that are doing a job that are use, is using their skills, not a lot of people would put their hand up, unfortunately, because most people see their job as just a job and they don't think that... Um, they don't think that it's important to do something that you're good at. They think that it's, oh, it's just a job and whatever. And why do you think that is? Well, there's two types of people, right? There's a lot of people, um, and, and I see that a lot when people approach me um, to become their life coach. So some people are problem finders. Some people are problem solvers. So the first type of people, they can find problems everywhere. They can complain about everything. You know the type of people who can brighten the room just by leaving it? They're not seeking more services. They are just complaining all the time. They have no intention of fi fixing the problems. They just want life to suck, you know? Those people are wanting to everybody to feel sorry for themselves. And then we tell them, well, why don't you change job if it's that bad? Oh, well, you know. So the, the problem solvers, those are the second type of people, they're usually the ones coming to me. They recognize that they can be st stuck with something and they want to talk things through with a coach and that will make them move on in life. They, um, they bring me the list of things that they want to fix and then the first thing we do is to find out where the problem belongs and, and then we start working with the neurological levels and then we help people align all the levels together to reach that higher purpose. But some people are just, they have a very fixed mindset. And they think that this is what it is and life will never get better. But good news is, it can get better. And, and if, if you're listening to this and you are a fixed mindset person, just know that you can become good at anything that you want. That's important. There's so many people out there that just believe life is one way and that's the way we have to live it, but that's certainly not the case. Uh, and I hope we can shine some light on that today. All right, Natalie, this is fantastic. We do have to take a quick commercial break. So when we come back, we have at least two more tiers, identity and what we're working towards, life purpose. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Stay right there, listeners. We'll be right back with Natalie P. on Exploring Mind and Body. Exploring mind and body with True Form's True Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, True Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com. All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. We're with Natalie P., who's a life coach. And today we're talking about finding your life purpose. So we went over environment, behavior, skills. We have a, Natalie sent us in a, a pretty cool looking 
um, what is this? <laughs> uh, a pyramid. The word wasn't coming to me. Yeah. But um, so now we're about halfway through. We're on beliefs and values. If you guys want to check out this pyramid, you can check out exploringmindandbody.com forward slash finding your life purpose. There'll be show notes and all kinds of tips from this show there. So, Natalie, how we're, how are we doing here? We're on beliefs and values. We just got through skills, and I was saying that. Everyone, I guess you were saying that it's important that we believe. Um, you know, we have strong enough beliefs and values to continue on up the pyramid. Yeah. So the next step is beliefs and values. So whether you believe that you can um, that you can be good at something or not, you're right either way. So if you think that you can't do something, you're right. And if you think that you can do it, you're right as well. So whatever you believe... It's in your own representational system. So that's forming who you are. So the beliefs are, are really, that's the base of our habit. When we were talking of our habits earlier, um, that's what we focus the most in life coaching. And most people have problems in their beliefs. So um, I'll give you a quick example of a client that I had. Um, he had some self-confidence problem, and, and that's a belief that he was not worth. So... He went on and bought an expensive sports car. Well, we've learned earlier that an expensive sports car is an environment. It's stuff. It's materialistic world, right? So he had a problem in the belief and value segment, and he was trying to fix it with an environmental solution that didn't work, right? It won't fix it. Um, There's some beliefs that we can address in the context of weight loss which is a very popular subject. A lot of people think that losing weight is hard. You can choose to believe that or not. Uh, dieting is temporary. Or my family is overweight, so it's genetic, right? A lot of people say that. Um, it's a belief. You can choose to believe that, but you can choose to believe, like, not... I, I know some people who are skinny and their parents are fat, so not everybody, you know... Um, people say, oh, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. Well, if you believe that, your brain's going to make you right. But people say, uh, eating well is a lot of work. Well, you can choose to believe that, but you don't have to. Or people say, oh, I have a sweet tooth, or I love food, or whatever it is. So if you believe any of this, it's going to happen. So, so it's about paying attention to your beliefs, the, word, yeah. the words you use, and the thoughts that you think all kind of form who you are. Exactly. You got this. I'd imagine that goes right into identity. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that goes really close to the identity, which is our next level. Yeah. So, okay. So how does this identity play play into it? We just, I mean, I think, uh, I think we just kind of ran into it with mm. uh, beliefs and values. If you believe something enough, I mean, that's who you're going to become. And I believe that to my core, like if you are thinking something, if you're saying something, if that's who you are, I mean, that's, that's who you are. If that's what you believe, then if you want to change that, you're going to have to think hard about something different, right? Absolutely. So that's really who you are. It's almost at the top of the pyramid just before your life purpose. That's your self-esteem. That's the sense of yourself. That's your identity. Um, when you can identify with your job, with your marriage, with your religion, that includes how we uh, interpret events in terms of our own self-worth to see, am I worth um, receiving this? Am I worth being paid that much money? 
am I worth asking for a fourth week of holiday? Um, it's whether you think you deserve things or not. Um, have you heard the expression, I am a morning person? Or Yeah, sure, I say yeah, that all the time. I am an evening person. So mm-hmm. People are saying, I am a morning person. They don't say, I get up early. I get up early as a behavior. I am a, a morning person is all the way up in their identity. So because the belief is so strong, it's a part of who they are. So the words I am, every time you hear somebody say, I am a radio show host, that means that that's what they believe that they are. And then they can say, uh, and I teach fitness classes. Oh, that's a behavior. It's not part of their identity. So you can, you can see if it's a deep engraved things in their head or if it's just if they just see it as a behavior. Um, so what do you do? By the way, you can choose to be a morning person or you can choose to be an evening person. I believe that I'm both. I'm whatever is convenient for me. So if I have to get up early, I am a morning person. <laughs> and if I have to stay up late, I'm an evening person because I choose to believe that, that I can easily switch around. I can be whatever I want to be, really. I'm making the call. I'm in my head, right? Right. No one else is, right? Yep. <laughs> so so we, help us, help our listeners out here. What if they are, if they have a, a belief that's that's who they are? I am overweight. I mean, a lot of people just believe that. I don't want to use that as the only example, but, um, no. you, you know, a lot of people just believe that, you know, I, I hear lots of people say I'm lazy. <laughs> I am lazy. I am a size 16. Oh, one of my um, clients in Calgary, she said, oh, I'm East Indian, you know, and the sauces we do is part of our culture. Like, that's who I am. Or people say, I'm a foodie. I love food. That's their identity level. And then they go buy an elliptical machine, which is a, the environment level, or they start an exercise program, which is a behavior level. But that's not enough to fix the problem because they say, I am a foodie. I love food or I am East Indian and this is part of our culture to eat these thick sauces and that type of food. So by the way, my client um, in, um, in, in Calgary, um, I asked her, so do you think that you will be less East Indian if you don't eat that food, <laughs> you know? And, and then and a few weeks later, she's like, oh no, I am more than ever. I'm still true to my roots. And now, at, on top of it, I'm gorgeous and I'm self-confident because I've lost some weight. So, really, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you won't be who you are anymore, but people are afraid to lose part of their identity. So, that's why change is much harder when it goes closer and closer to your identity because we don't want to change our own self. Um, people that think that they're a size 14, and they, and they are... Um, then, then what's going to happen to them if they lose their identity? So they have to start thinking of themselves as a size six. So and is is this how they run into you know finding their life purpose? Once you you know you run all the way up to this pyramid, all the way up to the top, identity like realizing who you really are, and yeah. then you know achieving your success, finding what what's the. What's the end goal here? Talk about how, how what it's like. like we, what, what are we doing when we're at our life's purpose? So if all the layers of the pyramid are aligned and we live in an environment that we love, we're doing the things that we are good at. They're not just behavior, but we're using our skills. And this 
fits with our beliefs and value, that's really when we can be who we are. And that's when we can find our life purpose, which is the reason why we're put on this earth. Um, I, I can give you one more example. Um, I was coaching a businessman. He was always passing on the um, promotions, and he would never get. He would always apply and never get it. Uh, we found out that one of his fundamental values was his family. Um, and he was complaining that his work, um, he, he had to work late. So he was annoyed that he would miss out on seeing his kids. But he also had another achievement value. So it was hard for him because he had to gauge with being a successful business person, but also having that that family value that was super strong. So we had to deal with both. So he's a business person and he's a father. So a person that's happy is a person that does what their highest purpose in life is and uses their skills and their beliefs and value. So you have to understand where you're at and how you can tweak your life to work with each of these things together. So we realized that his family was more important to him than his career. So unconsciously, he was sabotaging himself and his possibilities of advancing because he knew unconsciously that it would mean seeing less of his kids. Once we figured that out, then he could consciously satisfy his achievement desires, but still remaining on track with his family values. So for our listeners out there, we're going to have to wrap things up here, but what can you suggest if someone wants to look at uh, finding their life purpose? So they want to really look at, look within and, and make some decisions on who they want to be, where they want to go. Can you give us a couple quick tips to help them out? The best, the best way of doing that is to try to go through the pyramid and then identify what are their beliefs, what are their values, what are, what are the skills that they're good at, go through a full list of adjectives and qualification and see what it is that they are good at and make sure that they are using all their skills and that they believe that what they do is is useful and it's going towards what they believe. A, a good way of finding out what are your beliefs and value is to go with the reverse. Because some people say, I don't know what my values and beliefs are. So I, I ask the question, what turns you off, like what, sorry for the expression, but what really ticks you off, and then you get so mad and so upset at something when it happens, that means that they just touched one of your highest values. So if somebody arrives late, that means that one of your values, if it, if it really pisses you off, it means that you are, your being on time is a good value for you. So ask yourself, what, what, takes you off and that means that the opposite of that is one of your biggest values. Okay. All right. Um, you know, this is, dif I mean, this would be difficult to go through on your own. I, I mean, hopefully this show helped and hopefully the pyramid does help on our uh, website as well. That's finding your life purpose. But uh, if you guys are serious about, you know, making some changes and looking within, you might want to think about finding a coach to, to help you out and walk you through steps like this, at least for the initial stage. And Natalie's definitely someone that could help you with that. Um, Absolutely. Natalie, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. This was fantastic. Again, we did the last show was Think Yourself Thin. That was show number 148. You guys can check that out. Um, I always appreciate your time, Natalie, and your support with the show and, and coming on and offering such valuable information. Thank you, Drew. It was my pleasure. Thanks.
for having me. This segment brought to you by True Form Fitness. Personal training and group classes available locally for all your health and fitness needs. Visit trueformlife.com for details. so that's going to wrap things up for this episode of Exploring Mind and Body. I want to tell you about a quick detox that we're doing. It's a private group detox. Natalie's actually one of the facilitators. I have Laura Flood on there, holistic nutritionist, Eden Gould, who's a, she's a new wellness coach. I have Dorothy Keith, who's been on the show before, and Brenda Wagner as well. Um, they've been a, a big part of Detoxify Yourself and Complete Truth Protein, and I've brought an entire team together. So we're going to be there together to, to teach and coach you through 30 days. This is going to start August 1st. Of course, we have limited spots. I want to keep this personalized and give everyone a chance to answer their questions and feel like, you know, a person, not just a customer, but that's filling up quick. Uh, get, get back to me as soon as you can. If you're interested in joining this, I'm sure we'll do another one. We had tons of interest already, but just uh, something I want to do with you guys to learn more about the, the needs that you're looking for and how I can help you out. Um, but thanks so much for tuning into this show. Thanks to Natalie for coming on. Jameson, my producer, thank you for all your edits and, and everything you're doing with the show. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.